Hello and welcome to the Can Do, Can Say podcast. Today we're going to talk about the eight main reasons that you should be training your own horse. And I'm sure there are many others, but I'm going to concentrate on what I think are the most important eight. So have you ever watched your trainer or your riding instructor ride your horse and wonder why I can't do that? Or but my horse doesn't look like that when I ride it? Or have you wanted your horse to do something such as load onto a trailer or a float only to have to get somebody else's help for you to get to do that? If the answer is yes, the problem may be the fact that you're not training your own horse. And so here are the eight reasons why you should. So the first one is you're responsible for your horse's welfare. Owning a horse means taking responsibility not only for his care, such as providing food, water and shelter, but also for its welfare in more general terms. Looking at the five domains of animal welfare, there are four physical domains, nutrition, health, environment and behaviour, which include horse-human interactions. The first step is to provide minimum standards of care that avoid discomfort, disease, pain, injury, fear and distress and promote instead the health and well-being of the horse. But beyond physical care, we must also provide the horse with the opportunity to have experiences that foster a positive mental attitude. How we train and interact with the horse has an enormous impact on his or her mental and physical well-being. Training that involves pain, discomfort, fear or distress is sadly not unusual. It's important to look critically at each new training method you encounter in terms of how it influences the horse's welfare. The International Society for Equitation Science has a set of training principles that enable you to assess any lesson or method. So just go along to the equitationscience.com website and have a look at the principles of learning theory in equitation. The second one is learning how to regulate your horse's emotional level. Training is all about being able to raise and lower the emotional level of your horse. You need to know how to do this, not the trainer. How does your horse react when you raise the emotional level too high or when the emotional level is too low? How can you tell when your horse is in the engagement zone? When training is ineffective, when the horse gets anxious, tries to escape or simply nods off in the middle of the lesson, what has usually gone wrong is that the emotional level has been too high, which might lead to anxiety, or too low, which could lead to boredom. Training does not require a big increase in emotional level, but it does require some elevation in the emotional level to engage the horse with learning. It's only by training a particular horse that we learn just how that horse's emotional level varies and where it is ideal for relaxed and engaged learning. Number three, working in the engagement zone. When you train your horse, you're developing what I call a bubble of communication. This means you're constantly communicating with the horse with pressure, release, reward patterns. Your horse is attentive and responsive to your signals. The engagement zone is like a bubble because a bubble is fragile and must be cared for to maintain and strengthen it. 
A horse that is in the bubble of the engagement zone is relaxed and listening, unlike the anxious or distressed horse. When you lose this relaxation, you know your horse is no longer in the engagement zone. Learning how to get your horse into the engagement zone, where the horse is a little more emotional than it would be if it were standing in the field, but not so emotional as to be anxious, is the real art of training. But it's not rocket science. By learning how to get your horse to such a receptive state and keep it in the engagement zone while working, you'll become your horse's best possible trainer. Number four, building a bond. When you train a horse according to the International Society for Equitation Science training principles, you build a strong bond with the animal. Your training develops a pattern of pressure release and response reward in the horse that teaches the horse to relax and look for answers when learning rather than seeking escape options, a response to confusion, distress or anxiety. When, when you are using evidence-based ethical training methods, the more you teach your horse, the stronger your bond with him or her becomes. Number five, locating training holes. A horse's education rarely progresses on a perfectly linear upward trajectory. At times, especially as training becomes more complex and challenging for the horse, your horse may be so focused on the new element that appears to forget a previously learned behaviour. We're fond of saying that horses can only think of one thing at a time. And if the new lesson is particularly demanding and an integral part of the response was not established as an automatic behaviour, you would need to go back and address this before continuing. Let's use the example of trailer loading to demonstrate this point. Your horse is relaxed and travelling in a soft frame under saddle, has good shoulder control, and you're starting to establish independent hindquarter control. However, when you approach the trailer, your horse will not load. If we break this lesson down for the horse, we quickly discover that the horse is simply not responding to two cues, go forward and go backward. If we had trained our horse, we would know how these cues were established and we would know how to reinforce them in the context of loading. In this example, fear or anxiety have crept into the training environment, possibly because of an experience the horse had in the past, but because we know how the horse learns and how to teach or reinforce desired behaviours, we are quickly back on track with a relaxed horse in the engagement zone. Number six, building strong foundations. Whenever I release a training video on flying changes or canter half pass, I get so many people eager to give it a try. It's wonderful to see how keen riders are to progress with their training, but sometimes we forget that these more advanced manoeuvres must be based on strong foundations. To train both flying changes and canter half pass, we need to have shoulder control down to a pivot on the hindquarters and independent hindquarter control. And without these two elements, our lesson is likely to end in confusion and anxiety for the horse. When training your own horse, you can be sure each step of the solid foundation has been laid before attempting to progress, thus easing and simplifying the process for your horse. Another good example is the movement of PF because it's often seen in training demonstrations as a movement 
at liberty and being reinforced with a form of positive reinforcement, such as food or a secondary reinforcer, reinforcer, such as a clicker. However, the movement was not taught with the simple use of food or a clicker in the beginning. These elements are used to shape the behaviour after the initial pressure release elicits the first PF steps. Without knowing this, if you did not originally train the movement yourself, you're unlikely to be able to improve or repair the movement should things start to go wrong. And number seven, horses learn patterns. With each new lesson we teach our horse, we're teaching a new pattern of behavior, a cue that signals the horse to perform a particular behavior to get a reward or a release or as is most often the case, both a reward and a release. Your pattern is going to be slightly different from mine, no matter how well I might try to explain my pattern to you. The position I am in, my timing, the amount of pressure I use, all of these things and more will be different and, as far as your horse is concerned, could be signaling different behaviours. When someone else trains your horse and then you take the horse back, the horse has to learn your signals and cues because they will not be exactly the same as the other trainers. By training your own horse, you skip this often confusing and frustrating step for the horse. It also means that at the end of the day, you have a much better understanding of what you're asking the horse to do and how the horse is accomplishing that movement. And finally, number eight, you learn so much about your horse as you train. You know your horse better than anyone else and as you train your horse, you learn more and more about each other. Most importantly, you learn how to recognize when your horse is happy and relaxed and when your horse begins to feel anxious or confused. Horses are wonderful non-verbal communicators. We just need to watch a herd of horses together to realize this. Much of the learning that goes on when we're training our horses is our learning. Learning to recognize when the horse is happy and when he or she is relaxed, too emotional or distracted. You can do it. I strongly encourage you to start training your own horse. People often tell me that they don't feel they have the experience or time to train their own horse. Rather than being something you are forced to do because you can't afford a trainer. Look at it as a blessing in disguise, an opportunity to learn together. Start with something simple, such as give to the bit or move your hips to the mounting block. When you break a lesson down into manageable chunks for your horse, you'll find out just how easy and fun training can be and what a sense of confidence it will give both you and your horse. The moment you begin training your own horse and taking responsibility for his or her behaviour and welfare is the moment you begin to build that bubble of communication. Once you know how to get your horse engaged with you and learning, things will start to progress. The first thing to change is your confidence and your horse's confidence. You learn that you can change your horse's behaviour and your horse learns that you are engaging and that the lessons are fun. Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you have any questions or would like to learn more about training your own horse using safe, evidence-based methods that are applicable to all disciplines, breeds and age of horse, then go to candoequine.com. 
drop me a line while you're there and let me know if you have a topic you'd like me to cover in an upcoming episode of the Can Do, Can Say podcast. Until next time.